0: Hi Joni. Hello. So excited to be here with you. Well, thank you for welcoming us in your beautiful home.
1: It's so kind of you to come and I've been looking forward to having a chance to sit down and chat with you.
0: Well, I get to be in your circle.
1: (laughs) Ah. Thank you for inviting me into yours.
0: Uh, Just for our audience, uh, you are the founder and CEO of Syngins International, Mm -hmm. uh, the author of Million Dollar Lips, A Journey into the Hearts of Women in Business. And we met, um, well, I've actually heard about you for many years because we have a mutual friend, cosmetic chemist, Ben Spinato, Mm -hmm. and he's been singing your praises for as long as I've ever known him. So, uh, and then of course, Melinda Manos made the uh, introduction. So, um, I'm so excited now. I I read your book and I, I got to hear more about your incredible story. Oh my gosh, what a life you've had. And, um, I'm really excited because I think women are going to get so much uh, out of it. Obviously, many women know your story. You have an incredible company already. But for the women who are just now getting to know your story, um, I think they're going to be blown away, as as I have been. Um, One of the reasons why we're here is because you've got some exciting stuff going on today. Tell us, what do you have going on?
1: Well, today, as you can see out out on the beautiful patio, we have about 20 of our top distributors who have flown in from all over the United States. Oh my gosh. Uh, these are top performers. We get together at least once a year, and we have a girl weekend where that we get to address girl issues that we deal with and grapple with as female executives. Because trust me, all of these women are top CEOs. Wow. They just happen to run a business from their home.
0: That's awesome. I'm, I'm excited to meet them. Um, I've become such a fan of Senjence because I've tried the products and I read the book and I've been telling all my friends about it because, you know, I've been in the cosmetic industry my whole life. And when I find something I love, I love to share about it. And I was actually surprised at how few of my friends have actually even Mm -hmm. heard of Mm Syngence. It's a million, billion dollar company, um, tens of thousands of distributors, over 500 employees. Mm -hmm. How can such a big company still not be more widely known?
1: Uh, Well, and we are in 17 countries, uh, some better than others. (laughs) Uh, We're a direct sales company, which allows independent contractors, the majority of whom are women, to use our products as a tool to build a business. They buy the products from us wholesale, and then they in turn sell it to the end consumer at the retail price. And the difference between the wholesale price and the retail price is their profit. Now- we are we were a quiet giant uh, because when I started the company, I had absolutely no money. Um, I lived with a girlfriend. Um, I had friends who bought clothing for me, who let me use their points for airline tickets when I had to fly somewhere. Um, my girlfriend provided my son and I, who was at that time uh, about seven or eight years old, food and shelter while I was writing the business plan and uh, researching what I needed to do and include within a business plan and look for people who could help me develop this product line that I had in mind. Um, and so when we finally got to the point where we could introduce the product to market, I still had no money. We had literally nothing. So the person who helped me uh, design the Uh, first part of the product line, whipped some up in his lab, put it in tubes, and I went to trade shows where there was the greatest amount of women with spendable income and began to sell the product that he made that particular week and took that money, paid him for more materials, product development labels, and bought more of it and just Started building our inventory that way, so we have from the very beginning, 22 years ago, used our self-generated income to build the company. That's
0: incredible. Um,
1: And and we still operate that way today. So our journey has been a long one, but really short in the in you know if you compare it to some of the giants in the direct selling industry. But our theory and our strategy to build was one to survive so that we can could actually stay off competitors who were literally trying to keep us out of the marketplace. Oh, I can imagine. So we decided to build very quietly, which we have done. We became a silent giant. Mm. And again, that was intentional and the strategy uh, worked off. Now, if you compare the size of our company to the marketplace, we only have 1% of the market. Uh, so it's a huge
0: industry.
1: It's a huge industry. And and in particular, lip color, mm-hmm. lip scents, mm-hmm. uh, is only 4%. It's one of the smallest segments of the cosmetic industry. Yeah. And we only have 1%. So we have a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, but we're not going retail. Uh, we're not selling in that way because I created the product line to be used as a tool for women to build a a career for themselves to provide security for their family and as well within our company, which is very unique to our company, each one of the distributors, each one of the beautiful women you're going to be talking to uh, after we finish can will their business to their heirs.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yes. So as a single mother... With a only son, I realized that my ex-husband was not, of course, going to provide for my son. Mm. And there so there would be no generational businesses to hand off. So you I built
0: thought. the business to serve women the way you thought you would like to be served yes. as a businesswoman.
1: We actually do it together. Wow. I mean, I they have many of the same privileges. Uh, within their business that I have as the owner. They own their business. I own my business. Uh, I just get to help them because they're a subset of this, the whole. Right.
0: So if a, if a woman was considering getting into the direct selling world mm-hmm. um, and she might be considering one of the other competitors, what, what sets you guys apart? Why, why, why would she choose Syngence as opposed to some of the other mm-hmm. competition?
1: Well, I think uh, any person who represents any kind of company, whether it's direct sales, a service, a product, they should be passionate about what they're doing. So, you know, women. You were we're,
0: passionate to get started with no money.
1: (laughs) Right, and products that really worked. Yeah. We introduced a patented, long-lasting color technology that had never been seen in the world before. Mm -hmm. We introduced that into the marketplace. So that's where Mm long-lasting came That's how it was born. Oh, my gosh. You didn't smudge your lipstick at all. No, not at all. And all my makeup, by the way. It's made out of the same patented color technology. In addition to that, that's only one part of it. The other part was we were the very first company to make color that you put on your face skincare. Mm -hmm. So we actually have beneficial skincare through color application that stays on all day. Until you take it off. Oh, my
0: gosh. So we
1: introduced that into the cosmetic space. And, of course, the uh, we knew that we we would probably only get away with that for a certain amount of time before the giants came, tried to, you know, absorb us, knock us off, some have right. tried. But, you know, we've been pretty lucky in that part that um, we made our president, uh, um, our chief legal officer, our president. And he helped us along the way over these past Uh, 20 years to help um, preserve what we introduced into the marketplace for our girls.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I was looking through your catalog, which is extensive. Mm -hmm. You guys have products in pretty much every category. Um, How do you continue to evolve? How do you continue to, sometimes it seems like everything's already been done in the industry and Mm -hmm. um, you don't have the R&D type of budgets that the lauders and the L'Oreals of the world have. Mm-hmm. So how do you always continue to evolve and bring out new things?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's almost like budget, budget matters, mm-hmm. but it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. If you have innovative and creative people on your staff and and they want to play a substantial part into being part of a movement that actually gets products that really work into the hands of the masses. We, we attract those kind of people. So it's always fun and exciting to be able to work with them side by side. They're not necessarily working just for the money or the budget or the salary. Uh, they're working for the contribution that they can make and the, the impact that they can make in others' lives because it's more than the product. It's about at giving security to a family. It's about sending kids to college. It's about providing a mother with a car that she can count on starting every single day when she begins her day dropping the kids off at school and then maybe going to a full-time job and doing this part-time mm-hmm. to add additional income. Mm-hmm. It's so much bigger than just creating a, a cosmetic company.
0: What percentage of your distributors do this as a full-time job as a, compared to people who are just doing it maybe in addition to their...
1: I... I think the last that I can recall, about 16% of our distributors are full-time wow. and 84% are yeah, part-time right. to supplement their income or provide their girlfriends or their mother with a product yeah. at um, less than retail.
0: So it's really their choice and how much time and energy yes. they want to put into it. Yes. I love yes. that. Joni, in your book, Million Dollar Lips, um, a journey, I want to say it again because it's so important to me. A journey into the hearts of women in business. What a beautiful book this is. The beginning chapters really talk about your childhood, your upbringing, and some of the experiences that helped shape you and how you think and your belief systems. Mm-hmm. There was an incredible story that you tell uh, about a near death experience at the age of four. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I had chills all over my body reading this uh, chapter. Can you please tell us? A little bit about that experience.
1: Mm-hmm. I was um, in Oklahoma riding my bicycle and I um, well I'm not sure if I actually hit a truck and my head hit the curb uh, but I did see a man get out of his truck and run over to me and pick me up and I saw this from above mm-hmm. and so this man ran with me and um, in his arms, asking whose little baby is this? He called me a little baby. And, uh, you know, my mother came running out and crying and screaming. Yeah. And um, the man laid me on a couch. Well, during that period of time, I was having a conversation with a voice that I believed belonged to God. And I was so happy there. It felt great. I loved it. I wanted to stay there. It was warm. Um, And uh, he told me I couldn't stay. And I was very upset. Um, I wanted to stay, but he said, no, you have, uh, your life will be uh, exceptional, so to speak. And you will learn many lessons. And don't be afraid. uh, When a new door opens, just walk through it, learn all the lessons. It will prepare you for the next door that you will walk through. And if you don't ever feel alone, I will be with you. But and then I kept arguing, well, I don't really want to do that. I want to stay here. Mm -hmm. No, see your mother. Look how sad she is. Don't care. Wanna stay. (laughs) Next thing I know, my eyes are flickering awake and I'm so mad because you know now I'm back there. Uh, But it was very clear to me in my child's mind that I had met uh, my creator and that my parents were host. Mm -hmm. They were people who were gonna take care of me. Um, and um, it really changed the way that even at that young age I began to look at experiences that any child would have or conversations that I was fortunate enough to have with adults. I really segued to wanting to know more from adults and understand this journey that I was on, which basically made me fearless. I had no fear about the future ever. Mm -hmm. I had no fear about learning something new i had no fear about having a different experience as long as i knew it was the right thing to do you know i was not reckless or or um, wasteful in that fear
0: i recorded the words from your book uh, observe life watch and learn do not be afraid Mm -hmm. i will be with you you have
1: much to learn and
0: much work to do
1: Mm -hmm. do you think that
0: we could all live by those words that god gave you that day
1: i i think we can and i think that everybody has been sent here for a reason mm-hmm. and i'm fortunate in that i it made such an impact at that time in my life that i get to remember it mm-hmm. and i remember it every day of my life i mean it's never anything i take for granted but i also look at others like you and the good works that you're doing and like you know even this crew who are here doing their thing i mean i think that everybody is sent here to get something done yeah. some of us We're blessed enough to be made a little more aware of what that is maybe earlier in life or maybe not until later in life, but ultimately everyone's here for a reason.
0: At age seven, you had a place that you would go on your grandfather's farm. Mm -hmm. It's the way you describe this farm. I'm like, I was there in my mind. I was there with you. A private retreat is what you called it for Reflection and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I do my meditation in the morning, and I think about Reflection and Thanksgiving. You were an advanced child. Do you still have that place? Do you still spend that quiet time and have a little special retreat for yourself?
1: Well, as a matter of fact, we bought it. <laughs> that's How Ro- wonderful. That's Rock Ranch in Oklahoma. Oh, So I know, I don't want to cry, <laughs> but... Um, you know, it was such a privilege mm-hmm. to have uh, to be able to buy that um, acreage where I got to play in as a child and had so many, uh, you know, private conversations with my maker and just enjoying the the beauty of the, the the hay and the wind blowing and walking through that, sitting on the rocks and you know having a great. Uh, prayer time meditation so I, I think I feel like it it came around circle and part of this is interesting in that my husband and I along with this property are helping to restore that town wow. that was hustle and bustle when I was a little girl but um, you know big freeway mm-hmm. was built running parallel to it and it's on route 66 right outside of Tulsa. And so everyone goes around the town. And so over the past 40 years, the town has become you know smaller and of course not as well-traveled. So we've purchased many of the historical buildings and we are uh, putting businesses in there and hotels and ice cream parlors and restaurants. Making and, it a
0: destination. Yes, yeah.
1: yes. And, and the, the property is right down the street and we built our ranch on the property.
0: Oh, I love it. You've heard of Dollywood, now it's <laughs> Oh Well, I hope
1: not. I mean, there's so many great citizens yeah. within that town who are bringing their game. I love They're it. all bringing in their skills, their talents, their resources, and it's become a huge town project mm-hmm. just to re- restore this lovely town.
0: Oh my gosh, I want to I go. I want to go. I've never been to Oklahoma, but I want to go now. You'll have
1: to come visit. Yeah. We bought a 1950s uh, drive-in theater. Ooh. and we're completely restoring it it's got the original screen that has withstood like dozens of tornadoes isn't
0: that incredible
1: they just don't make them that way anymore oh my it's gonna be fun you can spend the night in a um a trailer and watch the movie from your trailer because they have big windows in them or you can go outside and watch it on the porch
0: oh yeah. i love it really fun i'm so going so let's talk a little bit about the business because direct selling is a growing industry mm-hmm. and um, it's been greatly impacted by the proliferation of social media.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How has SendGence responded to, that, to those changes?
1: Well, uh, you're going to interview many mm-hmm. of our, our influencers, which is, we have the original Influencers from you know early days of business, okay. because direct sellers, of course, whether they're using social media or they're on the phone or they're talking to their girlfriend face to face, they are the influencers who are talking about these amazing products. Absolutely. Uh, now, I will say one thing: if they're, a direct selling company is at least ten years old, they've got good products mm-hmm. because you and I. Would not refer our girlfriends to a company's products who weren't good. Absolutely. So, any of those companies are, you know, made, yep. of, um, are, are built upon high quality products. Absolutely. And that makes me feel proud. You can't just throw a bunch of money at advertising and guarantee that you're going to make it in direct sales. It doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. Mm-hmm. So, first and foremost, we have great products. Social media, um, because we, ha- attract people who like to tell others about a great recipe, a great dress, a great lip color mm-hmm. that really works. It'll change your life uh, because you don't have to reapply it during the day. Oh That's my gosh, right. what a concept. Right. Wouldn't it, you know, when we first in, um, introduced that into the marketplace 20 years ago, people were aghast. They just couldn't believe it. And, of course, our sales have uh, increased every year, every year. And as our girls went from talking face-to-face to to their neighbors, and then social media created a marketplace that is virtually global, in 2017, we ran out of product. Wow. We could not make it fast enough. High-cost
0: problem to have, as they say. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. And it would have destroyed most companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we were beholden to no one. Everything we do is cash. Mm-hmm. You know, we own everything. Mm-hmm. And when we made a run of product, say half a million blue red, mm-hmm. we'd put it online for sale and it, it, we sold out in 20 minutes. Oh my gosh. So we were out of business for 23 hours and 40 minutes a day until <laughs> we could put enough manufacturing facilities in place due to the demand created by social media where that we could make big enough runs where that we could then launch a product and we wouldn't run out of stock of that product until, of course, the next run came along. And uh, you can see we have almost 400 SKUs. So that took a long time for us to put that in place. But the girls were so excited about representing products that really work that are in such high demand, if you've heard of it, so that's one of the issues. Mm-hmm. If you've heard of it, social media helped get the word out. But yet, we still only have 1% of market share.
0: Yeah. Well, we
1: have a long the way day's to go. They're still down.
0: young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Orange County Business Journal awarded you the coveted Excellence in Entrepreneurship Award. Um, I probably was there because I love those events. and. You're also named the owner of the largest women-owned business in Orange County, mm-hmm. which is a major metropolis. Why Why is helping women specifically so important to you?
1: Well, I recall needing help myself. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but when I was young, despite the fact that I was fearless, I grew up partly on the farm in Oklahoma. And... Um, my father was a single father. And I lived with him for a while with my brother, and he was not married, and he was married. And, and you know, our life wasn't that elegant. And I can remember as a child feeling sometimes the insecurity of not having a stable home life. Mm-hmm. And whether you came from you know a father-self home life or a mother as the sole proprietor, or the sole earner. Um, I just think it is so important to for me to contribute a good portion of what I do while I'm alive here on earth in helping to create some stability, not only for the mother but also for the children. so they have more confidence about their future as they go throughout their their day and i'm I'm hoping that these kids aren't going to school without lunch money. You know, I, I hope that they have. A new pair of shoes to start school with, and that maybe they don't have to wear last year's too small jacket. Because trust me, I've been there. Yeah. And it's not that I'm definitely not a materialistic person. No, know that sounds ridiculous <laughs> sitting in this house, but
0: having I'm, material things doesn't make you materialistic.
1: Right. And I, I appreciate just at least knowing that I can create the security that is needed to raise a family today. I don't want anyone going hungry. I don't want anyone to not have the basics. I want them to be able to buy their school books, and if they're college-bound, to be able to not go into debt uh, to pay for a college education, those kind of things.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, that rolls us right into the foundation that you've started, Mm -hmm. uh, the Make Sense Foundation, a nonprofit that provides support to women and children in need. Um, are those the types of needs that you're helping with your foundation, or, or what is the primary work
1: there? Well, we represent dozens of companies through our Make Sense Foundation that has a similar mission. It could be in healthcare, it could be clothing, it could be food banks, uh, it might be education. Uh, we have the ability to say, okay, if this organization's main mission is to help women and children in need, through whatever category that is, then we can issue funds to that organization. Now, the difference in our organization is that a percentage of our company sales for products are funneled into this uh, Make Sense Foundation on a daily basis. Uh, So just as we're out showing people the products and teaching them how they really work, we're feeding constantly into our ability to help support women and children in need. The organizations that receive the funds are nominated to us, to the Make Sense Foundation, from our distributors, mm. it, from whatever community so they happen is a to whole live in. Company
0: wide endeavor. Yes,
1: and our distributors are very important. They're the link uh, between the foundation and the nonprofits within their own communities where those distributors are building their own successful businesses with our products. So I think it's very symbiotic. Wherever our distributors are, they're able to leave a, a, a helpful footprint.
0: I love it. I love what you're doing. I love your message. And I just love you. Oh, thank you. Should we go out and meet some of the ladies?
1: Let's do. I can't wait for you to meet them. Thank you. They're great.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Delphine Circle. If you enjoyed the episode, please check out our last two.